This fellow's out to get some bloody revenge. Today I'm talking about The North Man. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The Northman, which is the latest and biggest film from director Robert Eggers, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Got to see it in theater on opening weekend, and yeah, so without further ado, let's get started. Filmmaker Robert Eggers is a hard guy to pin down. Not because his films aren't distinctive, but his two films are very similar and yet very different. Even if you'd recommend The Witch to a friend, that doesn't mean they'll vibe with The Lighthouse. Yes, they're both period pieces with era-appropriate language, distinctive lighting, and a general air of madness. But The Lighthouse can almost play as a dark comedy or homage to old monster movies, whereas The Witch can't. So I wasn't sure what to expect when he tried his hand at a period revenge action movie, but I dug it. Alexander Skarsgård stars as Amleth, the son of a king who was murdered by his brother. Years later, the battle-hardened Amleth finally gets his chance at revenge, and decides to go undercover as a slave on his uncle's property. But is vengeance truly the path or destiny he's meant to carry out? Going in as cold as possible, I wasn't sure what to expect from this movie. I figured it would be more action-oriented and more brutal than your standard revenge film, even by period piece epic standards, a la Gladiator. But that's a poor summary of what this movie is, because what this movie is, is Viking Hamlet. We've got a revenge-obsessed prince whose father was usurped by his uncle, and said uncle is now married to his mom. And the movie is about him planning his revenge, dealing with mystical forces, a la crows representing his dead father's wishes, and witchcraft, and deciding whether or not he actually wants to carry out his vengeance. It's a great framework for Eggers to dig into his fascinations and skill set. Let's take the visuals. Eggers likes to create very evocative, gothic, and darkly lit imagery. Blends of black and white and the warm yellow you see from fire or candlelight. You could argue that this is period-appropriate stuff, but it also means that an awful lot of this movie takes place at night or in dimly lit areas. And that's not easy to do. Nor is it easy to capture the natural beauty, what is supposed to be Iceland, but is actually Ireland. But Eggers puts together a collection of some of the most beautiful images I've seen put to screen this year, walking hand-in-hand with some of the most brutal on-screen violence. That and a number of excellent tracking shots during action scenes and trippy drug-induced or mysticism-induced freakouts where Eggers leans into his lighthouse weirdness. It has the look and feel of the old-school fairy tales where the evil stepsisters would lop off toes to try to make the glass slipper fit. At the same time, Eggers is also doing his take on the revenge movie. The movie makes a point of showing and describing Amleth as inhuman. He fights like a beast, roars like a beast, and has a singular drive you'd expect from a hungry predator. He's dead set on meeting his destiny that his father and his religion set out for him. It's a not-so-subtle metaphor for how vengeance of this sort can define and consume you, which means the introduction of someone kind, Anya Taylor-Joy's Olga, upends Amleth's vision of who and what he should be. This movie is also trying to take the shine off revenge tales like this, especially from this era. In essence, everyone with power is a monster. Parties who raid villages kill, ass- kill, assault, or imprison the people they attack. 
people who own slaves reinforce the hierarchy over and over again, and figures Amleth believes are sainted or pure are pure, show themselves to be anything but. This is a movie where a war party Amleth participates in casually gathers up women and children and burns them to death in a house, and that's just a background detail. This is not meant to be glorious and pleasant. And we haven't gotten into the cast, who are a collection of people who clearly like working with Eggers before, like Willem Dafoe and Anya Taylor-Joy. But the main standouts, at least in my opinion, are Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, and, and Klaus Bang. Skarsgård has played a number of physically imposing and powerful figures before, but nothing quite like this. Not only does Eggers constantly demonstrate how big and brutish he is by intentionally putting him next to guys my size, but he also comes across as almost childlike. He's seen enough of the world to know it's rough and how to fight, but he also doesn't seem to know how to be a person, or even th think to challenge his own outlook. And the scenes where he's trying to come to terms with new information are some of his best. And Kidman and Bong are fascinating as well. Kidman is an interesting performance, because it's a slow burn. The film leans very heavily on Kidman's defined screen image, and then we start to move more and more of her- then we start to see more and more in her reveal in a hurry. On the other hand, Bong comes across as a more measured and wise than we'd expect. You'd think he'd he'd be the same you can't think he'd be the same man who killed his brother, but he's so restrained and more often than not the voice of reason amongst his brash sons. All put together, and you've got a movie that is distinctly itself and fascinating to watch. The verdict is it's refreshing. Brutal and beautiful, the Northman is a unique take on a familiar story. Eight out of ten. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.